Welcome, everyone. Beautiful Earthlings, welcome to the show. This is Aquarian Anarchy. You know the deal. I am Chad. You see Marcus and Nico at the bottom. And we have our special guest tonight. Ken Thoreau is with us, um, one of our good friends from the Mogul Summit. Um, we've got some really interesting stuff to dig into tonight. We're going to talk about history. We're going to talk about what they have done to history. And we are going to talk about uh, where we go from here and like how some of this stuff that we're going through right now has kind of been telegraphed to us um, in the years leading up to this. And before we get into that and before we uh, bring Ken on, I want to remind everybody, like, share, and subscribe if you aren't already. Um, remember, two shares to speed the spread. We want to get this podcast everywhere that we can and get it into the hands of uh, as many folks who need uh, who need to be um, awakened to the beauty that is Aquarian Anarchy um, as we can. But uh, also go to our Patreon and sign up there at the $5 level. You get to join our uh, Anarch chat where we have all sorts of different... Uh, I don't know, really, uh, I don't want to say woke conversations, but some <laughs> that you don't get in, uh, you don't get in your, it's not a, it's not your Facebook chat that you're in. Um, it's way deeper than that. So uh, great group of people there and also go to the store and get some merchandise. Uh, I'm not wearing a shirt from the store, but you see the banner that Marcus has and Nico has, and Marcus is wearing a shirt from the store. So go to the Teespring store and uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. So without further ado, let's bring the man on uh ken un unmute your mic if you haven't already I'll boom before you there you go all right all right welcome brother hey How how's it going not bad yeah. so this is uh I, this is the first time that marcus and i and nico have have actually seen your face live <laughs> on the mobile nice. summit you always just had this little picture up uh <laughs> to obscure who your your true identity and uh oh, we are glad to, oh, i was glad throwing out the hair I was growing out the hair, so I couldn't show you guys until it all got down to my neck. Oh, so, there you go. I see. I, see. Right. I don't know how long it's going to go at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I'm, I'm struggling myself with some hair. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to just go all kinds of mountain manish or if I'm going to get a cut. That would be sick, especially <laughs> right? with a beard. I've been shaving it down just to keep the mustache lately, but. Get the big beard, have the hair down to here. Yeah. Especially right. if we're going through an apocalypse right now. That'd be right. a pretty good idea. I'd look the part. <laughs> we we need a Gandalf. Be as intimidating as possible. What's up? I see uh I see we got Ebony in the chat. We got uh we got, up, we got Jonesy in the chat as well. What's so, up? Uh, welcome to those folks. And I see uh I can't read Mark B Weed Extreme. Uh this this dude has been in the chat a few times and um I don't know. I I'm not sure if I I'm not sure if I if I dig it all or, or not. But I like there's there's been some good stuff. Yeah. In, anyway, mixed. So, uh, and Maiden Liberty just jumped in jumped in the chat as well. So nice. anyway, welcome to everyone. Welcome to all the uh, all the people out there viewing. So if you are curious as to what we are going to get into, um, we met we met Ken on the Mogul Summit, uh, which is uh, it's a little group uh, where we get together and talk about growing you know, small businesses, startups and things like that with, uh, with Hotep Jesus on Saturday mornings. And Ken is one of the people who was, was showing up there on a regular basis. And we, we always get into these, um, these different conversations 
either at the beginning or towards the end. And we get into all kinds of different things yeah. about, about history, about uh, the economy, about money, about libertarianism, anarchy, all these different things. And uh, it, it gets into some really interesting and fun conversations. And Ken, I guess you you had started some some work and then you kind of it's like you had kind of paused mm, it a little yeah. bit. And then and then th this kind of inspired you to bring it back. So talk a little bit about about that, about the uh, the, the damned history and, and kind of where that started where what, what happened in between and like where it's going now uh yeah i originally started it around it's like october november 2019 yeah yeah and then i did uh but prior to that i was just making clips for dave smith's part of the problem mm -hmm. i was doing that from like july cool. to september ish and then i was just doing it so much i was like i could clip some stuff up and put it on a show because <laughs> right. he would talk about a lot of historical references I'm like, oh, this would be really cool if somebody actually like put this into a show and did everything like that, which mm -hmm. other shows do. I know like No Agenda and mm -hmm. some other shows, they do a really good job of just adding clips that are relevant to whatever's going on. Right. And the actual, really actual speeches or, or mm -hmm. yeah. news clips or whatever from, from historical events. Yeah. Yeah. Just straight from the source. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I was doing with his stuff. And I was like, I could do a podcast doing that. And I just manically like put out seven episodes in like two weeks. Right, right. And when you were talking about it too. You're like, yeah. you're like, uh, I, I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep. I'm sorry, I'm gonna keep trying to do this uh, every day. Um, and then it was just like, it got, it's like it swallowed you up. Yeah. Well, I was in the, I was in the middle of moving. Yeah. And then right around that period, I was actually working on something for Iran because I was mm. gonna cover what was going on in Iran. And then I remember hearing, this is No Agenda, the Adam Curry podcast, hearing him and John C. Dvorak say that, oh, so what's going to happen now is after they killed Soleimani. What is going to happen now is that Iran's just going to shoot something over, not kill anybody, just to say they did something. Mm -hmm. And this is when everyone's like, World War Three, everything's going to hell, we're all going to die. Right. And they're like, no, this is, they're just going to shoot something off. No one's going to do anything. And then people are going to forget about it by February. That's exactly step-by-step step what happened. Yeah. Did sure. they ever like, forget about it by February? <laughs> Have we even thought of anything else but what's been going on since February? Right. Yeah. Right. So 2020. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's pretty so, crazy. As soon as I heard them go through that, and I've heard them do that and other stuff, but it was because it was a topic I was actually researching. Right. And I'm like, well, these two guys already know this, and I have no idea. I need to shut up and listen mm. <laughs> and study and mm. not talk about stuff especially like if you're doing a current event show or something like that or something like this mm -hmm. ignorance is fine but if you're actually talking about historical events right you need to be pretty damn accurate in my opinion mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. or you're going to mislead a lot of people especially when it's dealing with warfare and everything else so well you, you're either you're either um going to mislead people or you're going to be easily taken down and made yeah. irrelevant that's right. true. Facts. I mean, they do that with our, our history already. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so let's, talk, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. So what, uh, you know, we, we, we hear that uh, if you don't learn from history, you're damned to repeat it. But man, they have a funny way of teaching us the history that they want us to, 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 to learn. <laughs> Live action, anybody? Yeah. <clears throat> 
That's another thing I've learned too. And I've learned to not go too deep because at a certain point with certain points of history, like if you go four or 500 years ago, mm-hmm. it's really, really hard to know what really happened. Right. You just kind of sure. have to stop at a certain point and then just get the specifics of what that interpretation is mm-hmm. because you're only going to be able to get so much and then you're going to mm-hmm. have so much other misinformation. But if you actually look at the patterns over like the past 2000 years, that's actually more of what I'm worried about. I mean, the narrative matters, especially if you're like doing a podcast about it because people mm-hmm. like a good story. Right. So as long as you hit these key topic points, that's kind of where I'm at now because I dove so deep into it over the last year. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to like even convince people some of the stuff I do believe now. So, <laughs> <laughs> or some stuff I've been tinkering with. And I'm just like, hey, no, maybe. So would you be? Uh, interested in to dive into that info? Uh, hmm. That's good. That's actually good. I mean, I did dabble in some Tartaria stuff. I don't know if you guys have dabbled in any of that. I don't basically, know what that like, is. No, please basically teach. the last uh, since like 1500, everything's fake, huh. or everything prior to 1500 was kind of, is a lie. So like the Roman history didn't happen, Greece didn't mm-hmm. happen. That was a totally different civilization, yeah. and everything's just been whitewashed by people. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I think a, a lot of people want want to laugh at that and want to say that that that's not possible, but it absolutely is. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, history is one of the things that I, I that I get into as well. And one of the things that that I figured out really early when I started doing some work for Adam Kokesh mm-hmm. was that the things we don't know about, like j- just talking about the Revolutionary War uh, in the United States, that stuff is huge. You know, yeah. I, one of my first articles that I did for Adam was on a guy uh, named Thomas Young, who absolutely was essential, essential to the founding of this country, but nobody knows who he is. Yeah. I've heard the name and I still barely know who that is. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. It's a very long story, but he basically, there isn't anything in the revolution he didn't touch uh, to make it kind of drive the point home. When uh, Jefferson was writing the, uh, the declaration of independence, he had basically two sets of works uh, beside him. One of them was locks uh, on government mm-hmm. and the rest of it was the works of Thomas Young. I'm going to actually write all this down. This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, I have, I have, um, I can send you that article after we're done. Okay. But with a uh, telling everyone to, to to ignore the State of the Union and watch this instead. Right, for sure. That would be probably wise. <laughs> like heard, I don't know if I've heard you say the name Thomas Young before tuning in here. I'm sure maybe I have. Mm-hmm. So maybe that yeah. was the first person I've heard it from. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he, he, like I said, he did about everything. He was friends with Thomas Paine. He was friends with, uh, he, he, he was, when everybody else was still like a teenager doing teenager stuff, mm-hmm. he was actively fighting for liberty. Oh, so, okay. and, and wound up dying uh, for liberty in the Revolutionary War. Really interesting guy. Like I said, I'll send you the, the link to the article I wrote. But, okay. but what I'm saying is that, that, you know, the, the, the things that are messed up, in the 200 or so years since 1776, mm-hmm. um, 
I can't imagine the stuff that's messed up from, you know, Sumeria, <laughs> you know, right. you know, so, so what, what in particular um, would you call to that you have seen enough proof that you do believe in that uh, would shock people that, you know, Oof. <laughs> not to put you on, on a, on a <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. let's narrow it. What's your okay. favorite? Yeah, there you go. I like that one just because there's a, Oh, I forgot the guy's name. I'd have to look it up. It's a Russian guy. Uh, mm-hmm. It was like a Russian scientist or something like that. And he compiled, I think it was like at least seven, maybe 10 books that are like this big mm-hmm. where he's basically deconstructing how all of the history from that period, how there's all just a specific pattern that everything keeps following. And so he's like connecting certain history from say Rome to something that was happening in modern day Russia Mm-hmm. And how this is the exact same story, and they keep recycling it. Hmm. But I haven't dove that uh, much into crazy. it. I just like the concept. <laughs> so, no, so it makes sense. So um, um, yeah, for sure. And uh, that's why I was, yeah, Nico, you and I are in the same mind. You know, um, how much of it is just cycles of what people do? You yeah. know, you you know, looking at like, for instance, because I've got a background in spirituality, looking uh-huh. at the the Mayan calendar and people were all freaked out in 2012. Well, the, the Mayan calendar works doesn't is it's a circle. The circles mm-hmm. don't end. And and, uh, and and it just works in cycles because it's actually circles within circles. And um and certain patterns repeat themselves throughout time. Yes. And Young talked about also archetypes. Um, how much do you think is mm-hmm. that and how much do you think is actually manipulated or maybe they work in tandem? I think there are people who know how to manipulate it, but I think some mm. patterns are going to occur. They just know how to position themselves mm. to take advantage of those specific patterns mm. is more of what I would think. Because it, mm. it would be so hard to manipulate every single layer. Mm-hmm. I know there are people who would like to, and that's why they want us all you know, digitally right. connected and passported and everything else. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are limits to what they can do but they do know where things are going because they help drive that culture in a specific direction mm-hmm. and then they know how to capitalize on it. And then you have mm-hmm. useful idiots who help them do it. Mm-hmm. But then you have some people who are just like, okay, I'm just going to get rich from doing this and you guys won't kill me. Okay. Right. Right. Well, it's, <laughs> and it's similar to, um, you know, like a, like a hunter and prey, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to, you, you don't have a hundred percent guarantee that if you smoke that, if you, you smoke out that fox in that hole that he's going to come out in this end, because you don't know necessarily where all of the different little burrows mm-hmm. might, might be coming out, but you feel pretty confident that when you start putting that smoke in there, wherever the smoke is coming out, mm-hmm. if you can, if you can block off <laughs> the yeah. areas where, you know what I mean? Like it, you, you can put yourself in a position to yeah. be in the right place at the right time. And, uh, and that's, it's funny. Cause uh, I was actually having a conversation um, one of our Jean Core writers, uh, Alchemy, we were talking about this, and she was talking about like um, gematria and and how like some of the stuff. That, she's like, look, I don't think that the, there are these people who are actually like making this stuff happen this way or whatever. It's just that they see they recognize the patterns in these numbers and everything, and they they huh. may do certain things specifically in those different times. Mm-hmm. Dates and I've had that but, thought. Because they know that there's a certain energy related mm-hmm. to that, 
but they're not like creating the energy that is, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. it's just more, it's more like, um, okay. they capitalize off of it. If I stand, like if you were watching the wheel, of, or not the wheel of fortune or the wheel of fortune or the, uh, you know, like the price is right wheel, like mm-hmm. you can watch it go around once and based on how fast it's moving and where it, you know, what just passed the, the needle, mm-hmm. you can kind of predict where it's going to land on that final rotation. Right. So yeah. if you just yeah. like if you just say all right I'm gonna put my money on like watching a roulette wheel you know if you put your money in late enough watching patterns you know you could, yeah that's why they that's why they stop bets at a certain point because they're like no 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 you can see too much now so yeah. no more bets see for me too knowing that a lot of these people that we're talking about that that do interfere m- my belief is that they're doing black magic or, or evil intentioned uh, left hand. Right. Well, I don't like those terms because yeah, I don't. Be That's Marcus is on the left path. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, oh right. man, leave me alone. I'm right. A good guy. Right. Uh, but um, a lot of the times, those people like because I have a, a background in in magic, I mm-hmm. learned patterns. Um, like for instance, um, the two big. Um, magical formulas that you pay attention to if you're a magician are the tetragrammaton formula, which is the YHVH formula, which is in essence the uh, the four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. Um, it can be expanded into uh, two different formulas, but now we're getting into the weeds. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but and, and there's the uh, IAO formula, or th- uh, the which is basically birth, life, death, and um, those two patterns. Um, and you can combine them and make it uh, an Abrahadabra formula or a Yeheshua or Jesus formula. Um, but those formulas, I've seen it in my life. It does if every day you repeat those two formulas all the time. And so if you take that and extrapolate from that into other formulas, it's not a very long journey to get to that you can map out. It's entirely what Tarot is based on, um, is the taking those symbols, putting them in a workable um, understanding and learning from it. Um, So it, it does, it makes an awful lot of sense to me that the people that are in power and the people that are writing history books um, to try to change history instead mm, of to try to mm. preserve it would use those um, formulas to do so. So that makes sense to me. Mm. That makes a lot of sense, actually. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And you went deep on that one. That's nice. Yeah. Well, this, like is, this, this is what we do. There's, <laughs> well, that's what there's a lot of interference. I'm not that good like at being that There's a lot of interference um, that runs behind the background. Like, uh, I just found out Apparently, um, baseball is like, uh, even though it's a diamond, it's like a um, a symbol, and like with that symbol, they're they're like playing or adding to the energy that it's also created. So it's uh, there's a lot of things that are in tuned uh, to like everyday life that we don't see privy unless you know the patterns such as Marcus hmm. or other people. Yeah. I saw something about baseball too. Might've seen that recent. It was it recently. Cause there's something. Yeah, going it around. was recent. And then I started reading recent. into it. I can't even like, you know, speak anything that I learned. Mm-hmm. I just kind of learned some <laughs> new things. If I tried mm-hmm. to now, I'd like, yeah, yeah. The positioning and the players and yeah. Pitcher. Then, first base <laughs> so right yeah but and now you have the shift so like it's all they, they messed everything up that's why everything got ruined last year because everybody was shifting so much 
they have like the shortstop play in between second and first. And it's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? This is terrible. Yeah, I can do a whole three hours on baseball if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I just hate what they've done. They've made it, and these people can't. They can't hit. There's like the third baseman is playing like inside of, like between where shortstop would normally play and second base, and the, a left-handed hitter still can't like punch the ball the other way through a sixty-foot gap. Like Jesus, man, come on! All you got to do is dribble it up the third baseline, and you're it's, on base every time. It's insane because right, I. Uh, because when I played in college, we had guys like that who they just had specialties. Like mm-hmm. they could only do one thing. And I was like, oh, they were a left-handed hitter who could hit home runs. They couldn't mm-hmm. do anything else. And it's like, mm-hmm. but then other guys, they practice so many different things. But this guy, he was a first baseman slash DH. And right. all he could do is hit home runs. He's a, he batted he's like basically 250, a softball, 300. Basically a softball, <laughs> you know, beer league softball player yeah. play, playing playing college baseball. Because yeah. He's big and strong. And he would he would only play if we had a right-handed pitcher we were facing because he couldn't mm-hmm, hit lefties, mm-hmm. and that was it. That was mm-hmm. his whole position, his role in the team. And if you could throw a good back foot slider, you could still wipe that guy out. Oh yeah, <laughs> because yeah. because he can't hit that ball bearing in on his on his ankles. He's like six four, six three, right. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a behemoth. <laughs> so so it, it, sorry, everybody. We talked about sports. <laughs> Well, you know, it, it, the thing is, you're right. You can find patterns in anything. And mm-hmm. and it, it makes sense to me. I, I mean, just I, I have not looked at any of the symbolism behind baseball. I don't know. But just looking at the diamond itself and the symbolisms in it, I could easily make it a Masonic symbol like in two mm-hmm. seconds. Yeah. And, right. you know, it, it wow. really... Yeah. So, so certainly that's going to be there. And um, speaking of Masons, have you seen um, in your study with history and, and kind of altering history and those kinds of things? Um, have you seen the Masons come up a lot in that? I'm just curious. I have. And I mean, them, yeah, the Masons for sure, they pop up a lot, but I just don't, at first, I was just like, oh, it's all the Masons. They're just so evil and bad and everything mm-hmm. else. And then the more I keep diving into it, I'm like, well, not most of these people aren't. Like, mm-hmm. I have a grandpa. He was a Mason when he was still alive. Mm. He wasn't, like, Illuminati. Yeah. New no, World Order. Yeah. Like, he was just a, yeah. yeah, he's a guy who farmed and he had a farm. I've got an uncle who's in, <laughs> who's in the Masons. And yeah. and, yeah, same thing. It's like, but well, then, I, I don't know. You read you read uh, Bill Cooper and, and he's oh, like, yeah. Well, yeah, that's because that that's because when they told him to piss on the crucifix, he was like, you know, I'm I'm not gonna do that. And they're I'm like, not good with that's that. great. You pass the test, and then you don't advance. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> yeah, and 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 just just to be clear, I, I yeah, talk about the Illuminati. <laughs> I'm in the fraternal order called the Ordo Templi Orientis, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, so just the Illuminati, everybody. Right, right. I, I'm naughty. <laughs> I don't know about Illuma, but I'm telling you, if we get a country, if, if somehow the OTO, they're right, and I didn't go far enough in the OTO we get a country okay move to my country <laughs> because it's going to be a whole lot cooler there than anywhere else so ken likely what is the biggest cycle that you see repeating like mm. what's the, the most great question mm. it's one of those things a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like I'm freezing on the on the camera because I'm trying to think now. <laughs> no worries. Shit. Um, just relax, man. We're just chilling. Yeah. I'm gonna have to think about that. But the okay. biggest cycle, I mean, this seems like there's four that usually keep occurring. What are those? And I mean, specific names, I can't even think about it. But you'd have the period of like materialism, and then you'd have basically an age of magic, and then you'd have an in-between period after you have the age of magic. Mm. And I think we're actually going from an age where it was like an enlightenment period where it was a little bit of magic mixed with materialism that went further and further in materialism. And then now mm -hmm. we're going back into a form of magic with all the yeah. technology yeah. and just more mystical thinking. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like, especially with stupid 19 stuff where people mm -hmm. just aren't even using any kind of rationality anymore. Right. It's mm -hmm. very, wow. and people have always been irrational. I'm irrational. I think we all are to a certain extent. We just have very. certain things, but in this last year, there was a just a magical thinking, you know, you got to cover this up and then you're safe. Well, now right. we can wear it outside. Yeah, it's well, a talisman. And then, yeah, yeah, basically. So well, I think we are now, and I, I wouldn't even know how to explain the two different periods between like a magical and material, but those are the cycles I keep seeing reoccurring mm -hmm. every time I keep going. Cause then you had like the fall of Rome, like that was a pretty materialistic period. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then when, and it, I wouldn't even say it was a fall. It was just kind of a replacement of mm -hmm. power structures in a way based sure. on what I've gathered, just like they called it a Republic, but it wasn't a Republic. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, fiefdom or whatever mm -hmm. theocracy. Mm -hmm. So, so, so I'm going apply, all over the place. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's no, okay. That's, that's so, so to apply what, what I was talking about earlier, it sounds like if there are four repeating patterns, um, then you can probably attribute and, and you were getting close to it because materialism would be earth. Um, and the, one of the magical areas would either be air or fire. Um, so you're going to have the, my guess just based on the patterns I know mm -hmm. is you're uh, because um, the Egyptian uh, Egyptians used the four powers of the Sphinx and it was eventually adopted by her mm -hmm. modern hermeticism. So you have to know, to dare to, uh, to know, to dare to, to know today i'm forgetting one to, to know to dare to so water it no that's to will, look it up in one of them books no it's it's to know hey, to hey, will hey. to will to dare and to keep silent and um and silence is the earth one so it, to me it would seem that that those patterns would probably fall into those because if it's a a four pattern it more than likely is based on tetragrammaton which is the name of god and mm -hmm. so to me more than likely you can apply intellect uh emotion um your your spirit and your being or, or your, your physicalness um, to those. Would that, would that apply um, from what you've seen? Yeah, that would. That actually lines up pretty. I'm trying to visualize it now. Yeah. So. You said uh, to know, to will, to dare, and, and to, to keep silent. Keep silent. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's funny is I could remember it in Latin, but I was having problems <laughs> remembering it. In well, you should have just said it in Latin. I could have translated right. it for you. <laughs> right. It's a, I speak to, Spanish and French. 
right on. And, and yeah. I try to speak English. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Takere, Aldere, uh, Wele, and uh, Skire. <laughs> so, don't even know what you said, but yes, really, really, you learn something new like every day. Smelling in Spanish, yeah. <laughs> it's to Will. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. So maybe I wouldn't have been able to translate it because, like, <laughs> Oler is is to smell, and then like Wele is like the like um, the. I don't know, one of the conjugations, or it's, it's a few of the conjugations, actually. But anyway. So I'm going to show this. I hope so. <laughs> I am all about uh, the, yeah. doing that. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, so uh, Sketch also uh, said earlier that um, the uh, – yeah, don't click on another one, Marcus. Sorry, it was click. an accident. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, he said uh, mask uh, – not mask uh, – meme magic is uh, – is, is is pretty powerful. I think that's true. Like, I think that's a, it's a way of like these like little mini spells of, yeah. like, of like dropping uh, enlightenment into someone's head. Like yeah. it, it cuts through so many different barriers because it gets right to like, I think like wit combined with like the, um, this introduction of like through, through like a cultural norm and the cultural understanding, like, you know how when you, when you, like memes, what makes memes so effective and like, especially like the visual memes that we have now, I mean, meme is like a thing that goes back for, uh, for a long time before there were like, you know, these little pictures that we share with each other, but it's the telling a joke about the office to someone who's watched the office three times, you know, the whole season, yeah. the whole series three times, you get it on a different level and you can just say, what, who is that? Damn, Nico. No, I'm just blaming Nico uh, uh, right, right, right out of the gate, whether it's him or not. Why has it got to be Nico? Because he's the one who looked to the side and muted his mic. <laughs> but, uh, but but no, like, so, so you can just say something about, um, you can just say, that's what she said or something like that. And it means mm -hmm. everybody knows what you're talking about. Just immediately. And immediately, you know, or somebody can say, you know, you can you can have the uh the 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 dwight you know type of shit you know like uh false you know bears <laughs> beats but you know like the battlestar galactica that kind of yeah. stuff and somebody knows exactly what you're talking about right and that sort of stuff you can have a picture that immediately cuts through so much stuff and avoids all this necessary this necessity for all this extra explanation what there's the an example oh okay okay you guys have yeah. no idea what that means. I well, don't know what that means. No, exactly. I don't know what I, that means. But you could probably like say something on there, one word on there to somebody who like studies that shit like you do, and they'd right. be like all over it. Stop removing the thing. Okay. There sorry, you go. I'm not as good at this as you are. That's all right. Um, <laughs> when I'm when I'm done with my sushi, I'll be able to direct more. Um, but no, so I think it's really important to have that to 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 and to to try to harness it as best as we can. Mm -hmm. Those of us who are actually trying to seek the truth and spread the truth to people, because it is a, is a tremendous tool that we have in our arsenal um, that really, and, and the other thing is too, I don't know if you saw, but there was, where did that, where did this come up? This is on some, some show somewhere. Anyway, apparently like the FBI reported like in the nineties that they were having a hard time relating to um like anarchists 
Oh, it was on. It was when. Uh, it was when Olivia. I think it was when Olivia was on with uh, with Magnus Penvidia. Because there, there are all these like inside jokes. Oh yeah. Like, they can't. They they like. They're like. It's it's like the how are you, how are you doing, fellow kids or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, what's the, what's that fucking thing with uh, Steve uh, Buscemi? Steve Buscemi. Like, yeah. 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 He has his yeah. Skateboard and stuff. Hello, fellow kids. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's that sort like you. They could see the ops coming a mile away mm-hmm. because they had like this whole meme culture within their circles that like you had to know like all these little insights and it and it came off wrong if mm-hmm. you didn't if you didn't if it didn't land right you know like it, yeah. it was uh, so very similarly like the meme culture has a way of like cutting through a lot of that stuff if it's done properly to to make it to where we can actually say stuff without saying it explicitly oh, yeah. in a way that like gets you caught up in all the, the the netting of the of the feds and stuff yeah and that's i think how people need to start learning how to communicate on twitter and other platforms mm-hmm. if you want to stick around on these platforms because mm-hmm. they are useful right and yep. youtube and everything else you have to find a way to speak around it it's like stupid 19 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah of right course. i put right. in my newsletter every day <laughs> right 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 so. right ken what time period is America reflecting right now? That's a good one. That's where I was going to ask him. Uh, it's a consolidation period. Um, mm. So it's kind of reflecting basically whenever Rome dropped the Republic title. Mm. A lot of with that. That's but then there's so many other similarities with uh, various revolutionary periods. Yeah, so one, there's like it's like a mix of a lot of things, but I would say like uh, uh, what's uh, like the Peloponnesian War period seems mm-hmm. like that where just a lot of consolidation of power, the oligarchs mm-hmm. are becoming just as powerful as countries and everything mm-hmm. else. So mm-hmm. yeah, it reminds me, frankly, um, I, I read a book on um, oh what was his name, uh, Russia magician. I can't think of his name right now. Um, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Uh, shot, stabbed, uh, drowned. Oh, oh, I can't think. Oh, they did his ass dirty, right? Yes, yeah. I read a book on, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't die. They, 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 anyway, um, it it reminds me a lot of, of what I read in the book that I on Rasputin that I read. Um, the different parallels between what happened in the fall of Russia mm-hmm. um, I see happening around us all over the place and it's not that it, it's not that you know what happened in Russia is exactly what's happening here I think it's slightly different um, but I see a lot of similarities um, the the people reacting to corruption um, and overreacting to corruption and moving in the opposite direction instead of embracing freedom going for more control, Right. Those kinds of things. So I, I, I am with you. I think that it is at least a repetitive. Um, and I like the the idea of a consolidation because I definitely see that too. They're definitely uh, consolidating the power for sure. Yeah. And because that's the only reason I would say it's like a combination of a lot of things. It's its own thing anyways, mm-hmm. because right. just human, was it right. like history mm-hmm. doesn't repeat, but human behavior does. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of similar behavior patterns that are going with people that are being directed in certain directions and everything else. So for, um, for me, yeah, I've the, heard it described as a spiral, not a circle. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty good, actually. Going upward or downward? Because it seems like if you're yeah. thinking like <laughs> in terms of power dynamics, spiraling consolidation, I, I don't know. It just seems to so me like, like it's, starting and then going. Yeah. That it, 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 I think just to me, it seems like we have gone from different like remote consolidations mm-hmm. all over the world and ramping more and more into like this final point at the top of that spiral that is full consolidated power in the hands of a very small group at the top over the entire planet. Yeah. About <clears throat> how it is right now. So mm-hmm. there's good news though. Yeah. One of the things I like to look into uh, when, when following these kinds of patterns is the good guys generally win. That sucks because mm-hmm. it's usually a hard fought battle, mm-hmm. but and, and you can say, well, but the Romans sucked. Yeah, but they didn't suck as bad as the people before them. <laughs> and, you know, at, over time, yeah, it, when we're talking about taking two steps forward and one step back, certainly mm-hmm. shit sucks sometimes. You know, the United States is not the best damn government that can ever be thought of. No government would be. Mm-hmm. But it's a hell of a lot better than the, the monarchies that they had at the time. Mm-hmm. So... Is it, you know, for me, I, I find hope in that, you know, kind of back to, to Locke in the idea that um, no one thwarts natural law for long. And, um, and we are progressing, we are evolving to something. And I, I just, I guess, find hope in that, that yes, I think that they're, they're overreaching and there will be a reaction for that. Oh, yeah. And it's, I mean, personally, I've noticed that because I've became more attracted to natural laws mm-hmm. over the past two years, mm-hmm. especially in the last year. You know, I started praying again and reading scripture. I've even looked into like Sufism, which is like the mm-hmm. mystical side of Islam, which is very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's what just recently, but as natural laws. They basically the how do I put this into words? Uh, Basically, the laws that if they're ever broken, then the amount of order is being taken over by the chaos, which will eventually go back into some form of order. But they have to be kind of working together. And if man starts breaking outside of this kind of natural law, then that's usually when a lot of craziness happens. Trying mm. to simplify, but also I don't even know how to explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, like a uh, like a like a splitting of an atom sort of uh, sort of thing, almost. Where you have like well, your, I'd just call that polarity. <laughs> or, or yeah, yeah, within maybe just within a within a molecule instead of instead of necessarily splitting the atom, but just having like you've got your, uh, you know, your 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 nucleus, and you have your you know, your proton and electron just kind of like mm-hmm. doing the, the mm-hmm. dance. Um, so, you know, just, uh, that's just, well, I, I want to ask you this though. Um, I wanted to kind of push back on what Marcus said about the, you know, what we have being better than some of the monarchies, not because I necessarily disagree, but I just want to play devil's advocate and, and see what Ken thinks about this is what we have now where you have, this 
supposed structure that we are, you know, it's by, for, and of the people, right? You know, and and it's this constitutional thing that like you can't do certain things, and it's all you know, it's all disallowed and blah blah blah, whatever. Anyway, is that and people's undying devotion to that a better setup than a monarchy where people were in in a lot of cases like remote from where the throne was and there the control over that was very very loose if at all and a lot of them really just kind of made fun of the monarch yeah. as long as he wasn't around you know and it, and it was it had become like a uh, I mean, we do the same sort of thing, but like, then you get your shit banned, or, or you get thrown, you know, you get thrown in jail or whatever. It's. Uh, I just wonder if we, if we aren't in a slightly worse place than if there was a, you know, if there was just a king in Washington D.C. and then like everybody was like, Nah, man, you stay away from here. Don't you know? Don't because it's so distant. But like, we have like all of these people in these local governments. And then state governments and everything that are like in lockstep with that shit, because all these mandates and everything that came down, there were very few places in the country you could go that weren't in lockstep with that shit. And then back to the magical mysticism of all this stuff, like Louisiana just lifted their mandate. And it's like a month and a half after Texas lifted theirs. And the Louisiana governor was criticizing the Texas Texas governor for doing it when it happened and said we were going to keep the mask mandate. And then based on, as far as I know, nothing, nothing has changed. There's no big data breakthrough that is like, oh, now it's okay to not wear masks everywhere. Like, no, it's just like arbitrary. The political pressure got to, to be too much. On, 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 (laughs) on. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I I don't know. Tell me what, what, what you think about that, about the monarchy versus what we have here uh, set up. Uh, Mir Marcus. You, I guess I'm you, guest. You, you. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, you. I'm asking you because Marcus already made his uh, his point. For sure. uh, I mean, there is something to be said with that because with a monarchy, they have to maintain a certain amount of order and keep the people happy, or else they're overthrown mm-hmm. because there are more people, you know, than mm-hmm. the monarch and the people trying to maintain the order. So if they're not keeping, you know, the lower tier people, even the middle tier type people in terms of economic uh, class mm-hmm. and everything, then they won't last long. That's how all the monarchies got basically toppled over the last 300, 400 years. I mm-hmm. think there was some other stuff thrown in there as well, where some countries yeah. that didn't have a monarchy were basically overthrowing them as well. But there's something to be said with that. I I didn't live during those periods, so I don't right. know. Yeah, it's hard That's, to tell. Because you they, get, you have like your a Disney, from, yeah, right, right, right. You have like a Disneyfied version of, or view of history through most mm-hmm. lenses, unless you have like personal accounts that go into darker details that give right. you the lived experience. So that's right. It's like like uh, with Rome. You know, you watch a movie and it's like, oh, this is so nice. Like, it's just, it looks, mm-hmm. you know, the movie Troy with Brad mm-hmm. Pitt and like everything's just so picturesque. But then you're like, yeah, people are, there's like shit in the street. I was going to say, there's <laughs> shit there's shitting in the dirt where they were yeah. and then walking in it. And yeah. You know. 
Well, and, and I think that some of the differences that we're talking about are actually technology. Oh, yeah. Like, ima imagine what, with the technology we have now, the Emperor of Rome could have done then. That's basically where I think we're heading. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> for the short term, at least. Yeah. But there's what always been that give that? and take with the uh, the technology and our our control of it versus versus the uh, the the powers that be and their control of it. So there's like this tug of war yeah. between what we can do with the technology and what we can do to help set ourselves free with it and then what they can do with it to to continue to enslave us uh, yeah. at the same time there's that tug of war with those things. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to do this 10 years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's yeah. so many people that have made so much money in the past year. Mm-hmm who mm -hmm. maybe were making 20 grand a year or something like that. Right. Just because the technology is there and they're mm -hmm. actually doing good things, providing good services to people right. all over the world, or they can get a job in Africa mm -hmm. or if someone in Africa can have a job in the United States and it's just like that and they can provide for their family and everything else. So there are these pros to this situation. Mm -hmm. If people look at it, that way but there are you know drawbacks as well obviously right right, right. i kind of tend to to go with rothbard and i think that the largely what we're dealing with is people's willingness to see through the illusion yeah. and um and i i think that yes we have and again i i guess for me i'm an optimist and mm -hmm. for me i see the 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 silver lining um you know yes there are people that are just absolutely enslaving themselves, throwing on masks and chaining themselves to this and that and the other thing. That's true. Mm -hmm. But larger numbers than ever are defying the government right now. Yeah. I'm wondering sometimes if that's not the point. And I'm not pessimistic because I'm actually very optimistic, mm -hmm. but I'm just trying to... You know, view it from a thing so I know how to position myself and yeah, tell my yeah. friends and family how to do things. Right. I do think some of this stuff is actually being done intentionally mm. to where they want it to break up so they can actually have more of centralized type of situation, mm. which would I be agree. that's the interesting part because there's just like an openness where it's they're trying to uh, start a fire on yeah. both sides mm. or right. all around the whole. <laughs> country and then all around the world where they're intentionally dividing people and pitting them against each other. The mm -hmm. ones who are the most easily, you know, manipulated. Definitely. Yeah. And then you have like the anarchists who are just kind of looking around like, where do I need to go next? I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how to survive. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Well, and, and so. when Scott Creighton came on and, and talked with us, um, you know, he's, he's brought up a good point about, about all this stuff and, and if you and I, I didn't really think about this until just now when you were saying that that um he talks about the the difference between like this government and then like privatizing everything to where it like becomes this corporatist mm -hmm. sort of stuff where, where we already kind of are you know yeah. but then just like handing it over to jeff bezos and bill gates and uh, you, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and, you know, all these people who are like just gobbling up yeah. like different companies left and right. You know, Jack Dorsey just bought Spotify and like, you know, it's just like, I mean, not, not Spotify title. Um, oh, yeah. So, so like you, you do all these different, you do all these different things um, that if you look back at like the last several decades and there has been this, this dichotomy, bitch, 
to feed the poor or no, you know, private corporations are the whole reason that we're free. And that's why America is great. Yeah. And, and then when you have that as your dichotomy, now, like you said, you bust this thing up and then it's just like, well, now instead of like these different states, mm-hmm. you're going to have Arkansas is going to be Walmart. Yeah. You know, right. and, and and Seattle is going to be, you know, whatever. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like there's going to be like just these different. Um, they've they've already d- done it with like the stadiums, you know. Oh, yeah. Candlestick Park used to be Candlestick Park, and Fenway mm-hmm. used to be Fenway, and all this stuff. Now Wrigley was always Wrigley, and you know mm-hmm. that's it was like the first uh, officially sponsored uh, stadium. But anyway, but it's still Wrigley, mm-hmm. even though even though the Wrigleys don't own <laughs> own the Cubs or the or right. the, the the field anymore. But all of these other stadiums are like you know it's a Safeco Field. Mm-hmm. Or it's Mercedes, the Mercedes Benz Superdome, and all like it's already you're already starting to see this sort of like uh, corporatist balkanization of 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 sports teams and all that. And I can see that going where like you know you're going to go to Louisiana, brought to you by Mercedes. <laughs> you know, you know. What I mean? <laughs> so and, so like it's it is interesting that you bring that up. Well, I've heard like some libertarians talk about how they would like to have like an Amazon bridge instead of the Cuomo bridge or something like that. And like, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know if that's a good trade. Like right. I don't like yeah. one, but I don't like the other. And I don't think that would be a smart idea, but it would be like the city would still own it. Amazon would just have the sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't know. Both of them seem kind of dystopian in a way. Well, the key is the key is where did where did the money that Amazon has come from? You know, is it just that Jeff Bezos had a garage? He's a magician. He had some some books and he started selling them online, and then poof, you know, now he runs the whole world and like can drop ship your you know your food in you know next day air and and there's like I was driving down the road the other day. I live in Baton Rouge. It's not that big of a city. There were fifteen Amazon trucks on one stretch of road that I was driving. Like <laughs> two were at a gas station over here. Three were turned at a red light over here, getting ready to get on. And then the other ones were like going either with me or against me on the, on the four lane road. It was wow. insane. And yeah. I was just like, oh, okay. So that's, uh, that's who owns this part of the world. Have you guys seen that? Uh, it was like a video where someone put, it was like an Amazon blimp or something like that. And then a bunch of drones just come from oh, under no. and it's like Amazon packages and they're just flying out. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, scary. Like I, yeah, I, I think it was scary. cool if that had come like organically in like a, a more anarchistic type of setup. Yeah. But when so much of how they get how they got where they are has been mm-hmm. through the theft and the control uh, structure Monopoly. and the and, and the uh, the protection racket. Yeah. That they is government got direct it, money from the government. Right. So. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and, and and you know, last week when I when I did the Anarchy Forum there, I was on with Magnus. One of the things we talked about is that that we haven't had free market. We what we're talking about is not. Um, Chad started this off with that it is a false dichotomy, mm-hmm. and it is a false dichotomy. It, mm-hmm. What it says to me, and, and this is almost certainly true of the American people, that they do not understand property rights. They do mm-hmm. not understand that um, that the reason that that Amazon might get a bridge, for instance, is because Amazon Amazon either a built the bridge or bought the bridge, mm-hmm. and um, and 
I don't think there's anything wrong with like, for instance, if I own the bridge and I want to sell advertising rights to Amazon, I don't think there's anything wrong with me selling uh, those rights to Amazon because no. it would be my bridge. But when you start dealing with government and you start dealing with them stealing your money, like Chad said, to fund it, that's not property rights. Mm -hmm. We're not dealing with you being able to say what can, can or cannot happen to a bridge. Now, you can make an argument in kind of a minarchist kind of way where you could have direct democracy and if they owned a bridge and a certain borough in, in New York and everybody voted for it, it, you know, that might be a little closer. But yeah. the reality is we don't live in that kind of reality. No, not at all. It's just, it hasn't been that way. So that's, I understand that. That would actually be an interesting experiment to try. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. Yeah, it would yeah. be an interesting freedom would be fun to try. This is the reason for this podcast. It's also right. like, the saddest thing that we have to say on this podcast is uh, like man, freedom would be so cool if we got to just give us a taste uh, of it. Yeah, give me a taste. Um, but uh but I, you know, I was thinking about the this whole thing with like the, the, the naming of the stadiums and everything. So here's what happens. They'll they'll put forth some initiative where they want to make a new stadium for a professional sports franchise, mm -hmm. and they will they will like ram it through the state legislature, yeah. And you have to pay for it, yeah. <laughs> and then and then they'll give it to the professional sports franchise, and then the professional sports franchise will sell the naming rights to a corporation, yeah. That and then and then they get the money. They don't give you they don't give no. you your money back. Nope. It's just like this is the Mercedes Benz Superdome. By the way, when do you um, ever get your money back? No, you, you, no. you, you don't. You don't. Uh, <laughs> even the stimulus check is uh, is is that's a, a scam. Uh, it's a it's it's basically like, hey, look, we gave you fourteen hundred dollars. By the way, we will need six grand over the next ten years from you. Um, thank you very much. Right. Um, I did so the math on it. That's how much that fucking COVID. Yeah, they did that with that was Oakland. That was the reason Oakland the Raiders left it's because yeah. the city didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so you talked about anarchy. Tell us about, uh, you know, where, where's your philosophy at, man? Oof. Well, I started off as basically a leftist mm. a long time ago. I was, whenever I had like a, an inkling of like a political philosophy, mm -hmm. which is interesting. Cause I was like 18. That's I kind of got into Ron Ball. Mm -hmm. And then I just took a hard left veer and then so I started getting into leftism. But, uh, and I, I, you know, read. I'm not going to say I read a lot to where I can just spout a bunch of marks because, mm -hmm. but like angles and then a lot of, uh, what's his name? The guy, uh, manufacturer consent. Uh, I don't know. He's like uh, really old now. Anyway, I'm, so I went that oh, way, but then mm -hmm. the, there's a certain point where it just kind of stopped making sense. And I would hear other arguments and I'm like, well, I'm not on the right. I'm not on the left. So I just kind of made it's like, there's a line here and I went here and I just kind of like went down here and disappeared for a while. And I was just reading a bunch. <laughs> and now I would say, I don't know. It I, I called myself a libertarian for a while. And then I called mm -hmm. myself an anarchist. And now I'm just like, I don't, I'm just observing and I'm, 
trying to document here. everything and teach people <laughs> what I can teach them and whatever. And I'll support people I like mm-hmm. and agree with on certain things. But when it comes down to it, I just want to uh, be productive with my time and some of that involves politics. Some of it involves politics. And if it doesn't, then that's fine too. But I would align more with libertarians, obviously, at this point, yeah, yeah, just yeah. philosophically. But that's the people that would probably be the most willing to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, and at the end of the day, come on, people like to pretend like there's these other choices. There are two choices. It yeah. is either you are a libertarian, you believe in liberty, and that's how a society should be founded. Or you believe that in authoritarianism and you believe that there should be an authority in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's it. They, you know, somebody, uh, when I said that, frankly, on Twitter, they, they were like, I choose something else. I'm like, name it. <laughs> name, yeah. name that. I would like to hear what is not either a libertarian oh, or an authoritarian. One. Oh, okay. Oh, good, good. Let's see it. Uh, it's kind of like the inverse of. Uh... Have you ever heard of like libertarian socialists mm-hmm. where they actually want to like use the state to create their like libertarian socialist paradise? I, I mm-hmm. forgot what the ends of the means is, but they're basically using this structure mm-hmm. and then to create a libertarian system. Sure. But you have to basically do it over a hundred year period. Right. And so you would have to use the state and you would enforce certain things. I'm not saying that's what I believe, but that's an interesting one that has been coming yeah. up a lot. But it, at yeah. the same time, doesn't that you still get the ring you, of power, though? Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. There's still authority there. Yeah. But I think yeah. people crave it. That's the thing. I think there's a lot of For people sure. who just want a they want protection. They want security. They don't want to mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. how things are managed. They just want to find a place for them to fit into that system. Sure. And and. and, and the difference between an authoritarian and libertarian is we'd like to see them get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was it that you, uh, Oh, it was, uh, it was one of the clips that you played of, I think it was Jacob Hornberger on, on one of those episodes where, oh, you, yeah. you, where he was talking about um, how like, all right, what if, what if uh, somebody said, you know, vote for me and I'll, I'll set you all free. And, uh, and the, you know, they're like, okay, what, you know, that that's great. Like you you'll just be like, I'll be the most benevolent dictator. I won't do, you know, I won't do anything to you or anything like that. I just need, I just have to have one power. And my power is going to be, I'm going to keep you safe. (laughs) And it was just like, and then that's like the, and then it's just like, well, now it's like, there's all these different things that you can, you can open Pandora's box when you get the, I get to keep you safe power because Mm, I can take all your freedoms away because I'm keeping you safe. And you told, me, safety. you told me that that was my one goal was to keep you safe. <laughs> and so I'm doing my job that you gave me. Um, by the I way, well, I was right. It was, it was Noam Chomsky. Um, oh, okay. and, yeah. uh, and Ed Herman yeah, is the other. Course. I did not know who Ed Herman was, but uh, I knew Noam Chomsky. Um, but who wrote uh, Manufacturing Consent. But, um, but uh, yeah, what you said, you were saying something, Nico? Sorry. Oh, no, I was just uh, agreeing. Mm. So at the end of the day, um, I, I think that that what we need to, to focus more on, I, um, you do all, all the time, and that is focus on learning from history in order to not repeat it. And do you think that that's possible? I don't know. <laughs> is history really just repeating no itself regardless? 
and we just have to be in the right position to deal with the repetition. <laughs> that's yeah. I don't know. I that's kind of where I'm at at this point. But you know, maybe three years from now, I'll have a slightly <laughs> different take. But we hope so. If we hope everybody. History, does. If history is somewhat close to what is described as, then this pattern mm. is seems like it's kind of there for a while until. Mm there's a conclusion, I guess. And mm -hmm. whatever that is, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I've, I've gathered so much information in the last year that unless I write it down and just have it like ready to go, mm -hmm. I'm just pulling. And it's like, I don't even know what the hell I'm pulling at this point. It's <laughs> so you guys ask me a question. I'm just like, uh, it's, maybe it's here. <laughs> so. No, that's great though. I like, I, cause I've, I, I've actually enjoyed, you know, allowing you the time to like, think about it. And then, mm -hmm. like hearing what comes out of out of that thought, because it's it's been uh, like you've you've broken some ground that I don't think we've we've touched on with anybody um, on this show, and that that's been that's been really cool. Well, so where do you, you? We've talked about kind of you know where things have been and how that's been kind of uh, messed with, and then where things really have been, and then kind of like what phase we're in right now. What does what what is what do you think things look like for like our children? Yeah, that's actually something I've been thinking about a lot lately because mm -hmm. I would like to have kids and mm -hmm. especially with you know the funniness with the medicines going around. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm actually trying to work for or work towards is to put myself in a position to where I can help other people create something. So in 80 years, it's not hell and, you know, like a dark city matrix type of dystopia. Right. That's right. all I'm really worried about right now. Mm. And, but also making money, but that's just kind of means to an end at that point. Right. Like you have to make money. And yeah, that's basically where I'm at. I don't know. It seems mm. bad if there aren't people that are willing to, build that future mm. and if that's why it's, it's like i want to focus on current events because you have to you have to know where to put yourself mm -hmm. but just dedicating so much time and energy into the immediate or the next three months i don't know how valuable that is because i mean it's look at china they do a 50-year project mm -hmm. 100 year project and they get even though there's it's not as peaceful and uh, dominant there based There's on what I've gathered. It's actually a lot of chaos there. Sometimes mm -hmm. they just don't report on it. Mm -hmm. Like there's been a lot of protests within China that nothing right. comes up in the news about because they don't want any of that getting out. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those, I think it would actually be more likely to go into a state of chaos than the United States would be because there's still like an independence mentality in the United States. Whereas there, I think that would actually kind of fall into each other. But mm -hmm. even though they do a 50 year plan, and they built this infrastructure. We're here. We're at like, you know, every two year cycle. So right. it's like, how are we going to create a future if you guys are only focused on this little right here? Mm -hmm. Well, so, yeah. I think the answer comes back to, again, the free market. 
you know, yeah. the, the, the less you control something, the more likely, you know, and this is all Adam Smith, you know, it, it really comes down to the, the more you diversify what people are able to do, you let them be little innovators themselves, each person. Mm -hmm. And the more you have people doing that, sure, you're going to have the people that are lemmings or on Twitter posting about cats. I get it. Those people are going need to them. exist. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, 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 you right. do. Somebody, somebody has to work at McDonald's. <laughs> let's just be clear. Yeah. You know, yeah, that mm -hmm. we need those people. Those people are important. And I mean that. I, I'm not mm -hmm. trying to belittle them. The people, and, and I'm not also trying to shit on people that work at McDonald's. I've worked at McDonald's. And, you know, I'm not in a job that I adore. No. Oh, they, I know, but, and I'm not talking, I'm talking about the people that they don't want to do nothing but work at McDonald's right, 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 and, right. and we need those people because they're going to be there, but that's the point. We mm -hmm. need those people specializing in being really damn good at flipping a burger over and doing the things that they do. They're not always I don't great. Know. I was going to say, I don't eat McDonald's just to be clear. Before, before we get too far off, I got to pull this up for the chat. It disappears in the chat. So I wore this specifically for, uh, for hmm. nice. so, um, that it's quote beautiful. at the bottom, that quote at the bottom. Yeah, I know. Right. That quote at the bottom from uh, from Sketch is is on point for for what yeah, we're for talking sure. about here. Sketch so, has been on fire today. Yeah, I know Sketch he has is, too. Sketch is killing it. Thank y'all, everybody, everybody in the chat. By the way, it's uh, I've been I've been sure. watching. I haven't put a whole bunch of them on there. We haven't because I've been uh, trying to trying to focus on on Ken and his uh, his perspective here. But um, we we appreciate what y'all been uh, spitting down in the chat. So. Sure. But, but my point to return to my point, you yeah. know, the more, the more we free people up to mm -hmm. do whatever the hell they're going to do, the better. And, um, and you know, obviously government is not in the business of doing that. And, and this isn't the anarchist part of me railing against the government. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that, that, you know, even if you have, for instance, one of the greatest growths in the United States was um, after uh, the Civil War and before the 1900s. And the reason was because largely um, the, this country was mostly free market, lots of people in the Old West kind of expansion and all that stuff. So a lot of people not under the control of a government were or, or a corporation or anybody mm. else was able to come up with ideas and share. And um, so I, th I, one of the things that I think is the future is, is, you know, if we learn anything from blockchain is that the uh, decentralization is certainly the way forward for any technology. It's certainly the way forward for society. Mm -hmm. And the more we can move in that direction, I think we can get out of those patterns that you're talking about, because I don't, I, I don't subscribe that they're a prison. I, I, I buy that they, that they repeat each other. And I get that. And there's probably like a spiritual significance to that, but I also think they grow. It's why it's a spiral. You know, Crowley talks about when he's talking about the, the uh, evolution of man in the book of the law, he talks about that there are basically, and then this is actually the introduction, but um, he talks about four different ages. One of them being of, I, he uses uh, Egyptian theology to show it. The first age or the aeon is the aeon of Isis, where things are mostly um, mother-based. They tend to be agrarian, those kinds of things. Then you move into the age of Osiris. The age of Osiris becomes about um, sacrifice, learning the lessons of sacrifice that you learn from the mother. Now you have Osiris dying for your sins, 
which is a, another idea that comes out through Jesus, through Krishna, through any of the dying gods. But that pattern um, builds on itself because you needed to know what you had to lose from Isis in Osiris. And then he believed that we are going into the age of Horus or the crowned and conquering child who was the, um, the child of Osiris and Isis. And he believed that what would that would culminate in is taking those two lessons, the fact that we are part of this world, that we are part of the, the, the nature and from ISIS, you get that. And also the need for hard work, and those kinds of things. And you put those ideas that we learned from Osiris together with that. So that you have the intellect being able to take action on that. And, yeah. um, and so that in, in Crowley's worldview, that's where we're at now. And what he believed we were working towards is ultimate balance. It's what he called Ma'at or the, um, the uh, Egyptian God of balance. And once we get all of those three powers, because now you're looking at the feminine power, the masculine power, and then the combination of the two, which is a separate thing, then you have balance. And now th there's good news and bad news if that pattern is correct. And that is that we will come out of this with with balance, that we will get to a balance. The bad news is that Crowley believed that the cycle of Horus started in 1904, and these tend to last 2,000 years. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, Marcus. Got nothing time, man. Got nothing to time. Do I get to reincarnate along the way, at least? <laughs> Crowley believes so. What's funny is, of the things that Crowley kept uh, from traditional religion, reincarnation was one of them. Mm. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, I I, I believe then uh, you know the Buddhists talk about samsara, which is the wheel of illusion, and I believe we are going to break that wheel. And I don't mean like me. I don't know if that my generation will do that, but I believe that it is possible to break outside of the wheel of karma and to find ourselves deified, to find ourselves mm -hmm. in a place where we are. Uh, at a higher vibration and how we do that. And, and this can be applied to whether you're talking culturally it, 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 or whether you're talking politically or scientifically or anything, how we get there is by putting faith back in the individual, allowing that individual to build on his own, you know, way and, uh, and get there through, compassionate means by working together. Crowley says that, that um, if you're doing your will, then nobody will interfere with you because you're doing your will and they're doing their will and your will isn't to be opposed. What do you think, Ken? <laughs> Marcus does this every now and then where he just like goes deep on this stuff that and it's like man your recall of this shit is like that's yeah amazing. that's so impressive that's i don't have any recall of so much stuff i've learned so i haven't practiced it so it's just that muscle memory has not been developed so i don't have any of that so yeah that's very good well, I don't know I, what to say to it though, but <laughs> <laughs> I sure as hell don't either. I just was hoping that maybe maybe you'd be able to drop this on there. Sorry. Uh, it, it, this this is just but, who I am. I just dive yeah. deep. That's it is. Well, All so right. do we uh do we want to uh do we want to attempt to uh indoctrinate get drunk real quick on the uh <laughs> 
on the power. On the swirly, on the swirly twirly. Here you go. You are entering the Aquarian Anarchy Indoctrination Chamber. I hope you don't have any problems with seizures or anything like that because uh, that we probably <laughs> catch me on the ground one day. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, I will get things started. And you talked about bridges before. Um, who should make bridges? Ah, uh, the people in that community. The bridge-making community. Yeah, the people who build bridges in that community should build a bridge in that community. And the people that live in that space should build it. That's about it. I mean, in no simplified form, yeah. Mm -hmm. They find the best bridge builders and figure out if all the people within that space that they've decided to call home but yeah, that's an idealistic in my mind, at least my perfect scenario. Yeah, that was my take okay. on that. That was my my uh, I don't know my riff off of the roads question. <laughs> yeah. So my question would be, what would who would you put in place uh, dealing with somebody who decided to blow up the bridge? Who would I put in? Like, how would you uh, orchestrate uh, with dealing with somebody and trying to find out who blew up the bridge and other things for that matter? Damn, Nico got to make it destructive already. Shit. Yeah. All right. I like the way you think, though, Nico. It's good stuff. Hmm. I don't know. Do we have cameras around the bridge? Figure out. <laughs> Or those blow up too. I mean, I think he's talking about who. So. Oh, like how do you punish? Like if you found the person, uh, what would you it, do to him and everything? Yeah. Else? I don't know if they blew up a bridge. It's your only bridge. Hmm. I mean, the only thing I can think of, and I would just. You would imprison them, I would assume, in some form or fashion, or some form of way for them to repay what they destroyed in their lifetime, because that's, you know, it's harming. It could potentially harm people, especially if they're on the bridge and they blow up the bridge. So they killed right. people. Yeah. So, so, yeah, they would have some form of punishment. They wouldn't just be able to get away with it. So whatever that society decides is a proper form of punishment, I'm not good at coming up with that. I I think you hit on it. You hit on a better um, term for it, and that was like the the restorative um, justice rather than rather than thinking of it strictly on the punishment level. Um, what do you think about that? Rather than punishment, thinking more of on the terms of trying to restore and make whole um, any victims. Well, yeah, that's uh, like re rehabilitation is better than just imprisonment mm -hmm. because most people can be re rehabilitated in some form or fashion. They can actually go back and be productive members of society unless they did something that's just so wrong or taboo in that culture because there are people who have done stuff like that. And it's like they will never be accepted in this society ever again mm -hmm. if people know what they did. 
Mm-hmm. But say someone was a drug addict and they accidentally beat up somebody, well, you can actually rehabilitate that person. Mm-hmm. And if they're not too far gone, but obviously there's going to be exceptions. So if somebody blew up a bridge, then you could rehabilitate that person, but you also have to punish them in a way to where they can pay back society in a way. <sighs> yeah. But in a way that gets, that gets the bridge, that gets the bridge built back. Right. Yeah. In a way that gets the bridge built back. Cause that's the thing. Like what we're talking about here is the, the most important thing is the bridge, you know, it, the property that was destroyed. And then obviously any you can't, if, if any, if any lives were lost, you can't bring the lives back. But what you mm-hmm. can do is a, 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 a form of restorative justice for the, the families and the loved ones of mm-hmm. whoever was lost. Yeah. And, and uh, you, you know, what Chad's hitting on is, you know, Rothbard talk, talked about this in ethics of Liberty at, at length um, in, in that, that instead of having a, uh, society based on punishment, which is what we currently have. The you know, for instance, in this society, how that works is um, person A blows up the bridge. You throw them in jail and leave them there forever, and um, and then you charge the people that were the victims in that community for the bridge. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and it mm-hmm. shouldn't take very long to figure out that's not very just. And then sell the naming rights to Mercedes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, and then they what, make license plates in the prison that they're at right, right, for right. Mercedes. Right, right. <laughs> so. right, for sure. But what Rothbard would would um, postulate, and again, we're we're very generalizing using the bridge, mm-hmm. is that what you would do is you would put that person to work. Now, this would assume that no one had died. Let's say nobody died. What you would do is then you would put that person to work until the bridge was built. And I'm not talking about they get, you know, an eight-hour day, some breaks. No, mm-hmm. no. They are working. They're, you're going to get some sleep time. You you might get about six hours. And you're yeah, going to work. survive. Right, right. You're going <laughs> to sleep about six hours a day. And the rest of the time, you're going to spend uh, building a bridge with everybody else until that bridge is built. And... Mm-hmm you will have to make some kind of monetary restitution. Maybe that's for the rest of your life. No matter what you, where you are, how much you make, you pay 60% of whatever your earnings are back to the community until they're made whole. You know, those are, <laughs> those are some of the, uh, the things that he acknowledged. Now, the, the one thing that, that I, so just to kind of go through that, I think you were going in that direction anyway, um, to kind of caveat off of that, what do you do? with someone who has killed somebody? And this is a hard question. Well, yeah, because my gut's just like, well, an eye for an eye. You just, you kill somebody, you die. Hmm. Pretty simple. That make Especially hope? like if you killed a kid, then well, you're dead too. I'm sorry. Right. Like that's where my gut wants to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if, I don't know, with a bridge and they killed 10 people, or ten mm-hmm. families. It's a bridge, so there could be a right. lot of people in there. Right, right, yeah. right. I don't know. Can't I really try. don't. That's why I wouldn't be good at this. Something <laughs> I'm not good at being judge, jury, and executioner. So sure, um, and, and and that's kind of the point is that nobody is. Nobody yeah. is good at doing this. Nobody knows the answers, mm-hmm. and and I think sometimes for for us, it's hard to say that. It's hard to say. I don't know. 
You know, my answer for, you know, what if somebody kills somebody is, you know, their life, whoever the family, just to make it easy, let's say there was one person, whoever Mm -hmm. that that person uh, that you killed family is, their kids or their wife or whoever it is closest can, you now belong to them. You have forfeited your life. You have given up. You know, I don't believe in slavery. I don't believe in it. But. I do believe that if you have wronged somebody, you have to make them whole. So how do you do that? That kind of comes down to, all right, Mrs. So-and-so, this person killed your husband. How are you made whole? And maybe one person says, how I'm made whole is I need $4 million and, uh, and you know, whatever it is. And that works for them. It would not work for me. If you killed my wife, no amount of money would replace right. her. I would want to see you suffer. So my choices would be something like, you know, getting ass raped by a monkey for 60 days or something like that. <laughs> you know, Justice. So, right, right. You know, Marcus, so, don't uh, you know that's how AIDS started? No, I know, I know. <laughs> and, and, and we can cross our fingers that the person who killed my wife gets AIDS from the monkey. I just remember being a kid and people saying that that's how AIDS started. <laughs> I was right. like, that's weird. Why were these people anyway? I wasn't gonna go down that ass raping monkey part, but I it seems like the logical agree. conclusion at this point. So I agree with you being handled by the family. Um, mm. I remember there was some story about a Native American tribe. I think you were talking about this, Marcus, and they uh somebody got killed from a different tribe. So instead of starting a war, they had that person who killed the guy from the tribe go over to the other tribe and he was under their jurisdiction and they were like, get out of my face, nigga. <laughs> but that's genuinely how I would perceive things going. Like if you kill somebody of the family member, the repercussion is going, de- going to deal with your biggest um i mean fear in a sense unless you're like psychotic and don't give a flying fuck about anything right yeah um, different but yeah in the general sense and that idea by the way sketch therapy is dropping some fire yes. stuff in the chat about like how to handle all this stuff like when i said the thing about mercedes sketch is like well if mercedes could in good faith you know replace the bridge to to you know, uh, earn, <laughs> earn some good no, so, so to earn some goodwill with right. the, like a, like as a sponsorship. You know, like hey, look, I'll do this now. Everybody buy a Mercedes. You know, like mm-hmm. that that sort of thing. Um, Real so, yeah. And I, I remember. So you talked about like value for value and, and like not doing a sponsor. I thought that was really like, I hadn't really thought about it in the in the sense of uh, sponsorship because we've we've talked about like getting sponsors or something like that for for this show and everything but i, I actually kind of changed my mind a little bit oh have you really okay okay it would be one of those things i would not be opposed to it especially yeah. now because of how small businesses have been treated right if they wanted to advertise my show no for sure that's a good I idea i would like to give them that exposure right right so that's one thing that's kind of changed my mind but but you can go into that with, a, with, a, with an with an agreement though like hey look this is what this is going to be about mm-hmm. and so you know, if you're not cool with that, let's just stop right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. well, let's not get into this. And then, you know, five months from now, you're like, hey, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Um, I'm pulling my sponsorship. It's like, hey, hold up, man. Like, you know, but but the having the people who um, who appreciate what you're doing 
see that and say, okay, look, I realize that I can watch this show for free, mm-hmm. but I like it enough that I'm willing to throw you a dollar a month or $2 yeah. a month or $5 a month or whatever, or something like that. Just to shout say, out to the like, yeah, shout out to our patrons, um, go to our <laughs> Patreon and, uh, and donate one of those amounts, um, preferably the five or more, uh, dollar per month amount. But, uh, but no, but that, that, that way you are in a sense, you're crowdfunded. Mm-hmm. So if one person gets pissed off because you said something they didn't like and they stop, you know, being a patron, Mm-hmm. Then you lose like a couple of bucks or five bucks yeah. a month or something like that. Whereas one person at Nike, <laughs> yeah, gets some twenty-one-year-old, you know. And what's funny about it is now all these companies, it's like they all have to think the same too. Yep. Because you you can't just say like, no, nah, like I don't give a fuck that they said that. That's not allowed. Like Mm-mm. what? You haven't said anything about the fact that this happened yet. You know, where is your statement on, you know, whatever the transgender rights? The, the, the yeah, well, no, I mean, well, whatever, you know, whatever, some, you know, uh, a shooting or whatever. Like, if you don't have a, I want to say this. Like, we had Olivia Rondo on last week, in the middle of like the Floyd verdict and all the other stuff. We didn't talk about that shit at all. Like, I, I have enough respect for her that I. I was not going to make the whole show like a big, you know, commentary on that particular current event just because she's a, you know, a black political, you know, um, you know, influencer or whatever. Activist and all that stuff. Yeah. Just, well, but I'm just saying like, yeah. it's, it's a, it's one of those things where, and I didn't do, it wasn't intentional. Like uh, we're, we're going to not talk about this on purpose. No, it was just like, no, we have all this other stuff we're going to talk about. And yeah. like, that comes up yeah we'll talk about it but i'm not gonna like go out of my way to be like so what did you think about the floyd verdict you know because we would have spent 45 minutes breaking down all the bs around that and everything and it would have been it have gotten goofy but anyway that that's uh um, made like an evergreen where you actually have somebody talking about exactly something. it's about them and everything else right right so, yeah right it's cool but uh, but I think I think the uh, like some of this stuff, yeah, it does definitely get more complex. The bigger the thing gets, when you talk about the bridge, and then there's people on the bridge and all that stuff, it does certainly get uh, more complex. But I think the whether it's stealing something from someone, or harming them, or killing someone, or you know t- doing something that's much bigger, like the bro- blowing up the bridge that Nico had to go there. Um, but I like it because we were talking about building a bridge, and it's it was perfect. Um, it gets more complex, but I think that the, where you start leads you to a trajectory that still leads to more peace and harmony and, and restoration than the system we have now, which I will bring an example of something small that happened to me. One year we went, got our Christmas tree. Normally my wife parks the van in the garage, closes the garage door behind her because she feels safer that way. And then she goes inside, she leaves her purse in her car, it, you know, in, she would leave her purse in the van and, and uh, that way it was there when she needed to leave to go to uh, teach in the morning. And so we went to get the Christmas tree on like a Saturday evening or whatever, or a Sunday evening. And obviously with the Christmas tree on top of the car, you can't pull into the garage. So I had, so we parked outside. I took the, took the tree off and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like two o'clock in the morning. We've already like put the tree up and we've, put lights and everything and all that stuff made a big deal about it and everything. She wakes me up. She's like, Hey, um, I think, 
I think someone broke into my car and stole my purse. I can't find my phone. And I was like, oh, fuck. Well, naturally, she's used to not locking her van. She's used mm-hmm. to leaving her purse in there and everything. So that's exactly what happened. Somebody just went around the neighborhood, pulling on doors, and hers happened to be open. They stole her purse. Well, to make a long story short, um, this was like 10 years ago. So we called the cops. Cops came and dusted, and they we, we told them like where the credit card had been used. They'd already used it a couple of times. And so they went and got like surveillance video and all this kind of stuff. They're trying to track people down. I called them back a week later to find out because I hadn't heard anything. I was like, hey, any news on like where my wife's purse is, where all the shit is and everything? We can't discuss this with you. I was like, motherfucker, it's my shit. Yeah. What the fuck is your purpose in life if the victim isn't even your interest? All you care about is the punishment. And so when you think about it like that, that that's where something that small, which I mean, we got her a new phone, like her, I I immediately find my iPhone, erased her phone and made it to where, you know, that shit was taken care of. We changed, you know, passwords and all that stuff. All that stuff was taken care of. But something that small, we're not talking about blowing up a bridge and killing a bunch of people. Something that small, they won't even tell the victim how it's going and whether they found their shit or not. And, and like if they found the person and what they're going to do about it or anything like that, like we're not even involved anymore. All we are is we, and so like that, that was at an earlier time. I've I've changed my uh, perspective on that stuff about like, you know, who I'm going to call and and all that Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. But my point is when you say, yeah, exactly. When you start there, imagine the kind of fuckery that you get involved with when it gets as big as a bridge blowing up. Yeah. God, or God forbid, something that leads to um, a very, very uh, important and necessary twenty-year war. <laughs> yeah, those cops. It's like you, technically you pay their salary. Yeah, and <laughs> they won't answer a question when this. Yeah, and and that's the system we're working in. You know, yeah. and and. Uh, you know, one of the things, again, that, that uh, uh, Magnus brought up, and uh, just so everyone knows, he is coming on here eventually, will be a, a wonderful guest. Um, but one of the things that he brought up, too, is that, you know, um, th- these th- what Chad's talking about is actually more than they usually do. You know, mm-hmm. generally what they're they're looking at when they come into your house. Sucks for you. Sorry you got broken into. Bye. Right. Yeah. You know, thinking of you know, thinking about like my and I've gotten off topic, but but thinking about uh we have a common friend uh who has helped us some technical stuff named Michael. And um what Magnus said was that um that they choose, choose. Whether in this, this is all in, in a Supreme Court decision. They choose what they enforce and what they don't enforce. Mm-hmm. If they can choose to look the other way, if they, the other way oh, yeah. if they want to, they can choose to do something. A perfect example of that was our friend Michael's ex girlfriend, who was a complete and total psycho, broke into his house and stole all his shit. I mean, everything to the point where Michael went out and bought a TV because she had stole all his shit. She broke back into his house. And took that TV, like broke in the second time. So, persistent, right? Yeah, and and, and so Michael. Did, See, I hope he didn't buy a TV for a while after that. Right, right. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so 
so, you know, Michael, you know, he's an anarchist and, and his first reaction was, I don't want to call the cops. But he was like, I don't really know what else to do because I can't go hunt the, hunt the bitch down and, and, you know, do what I want to do. But yeah, vigilante justice is not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Justice isn't allowed either. <laughs> right. So he's like, okay, I'm going to call the cops. So the cops came and said, sorry, it's a domestic dispute. I can't do anything about it. What? Imagine had the roles been reversed, had he broke into her house. And so they chose not they to do anything. About that domestic dispute last week, didn't they? Do what? I said they did something about a domestic dispute last week, didn't they? Which time? Talking about, I'm talking about the, uh, I can't remember, uh, Micaiah Bryant or whatever, the girl that was like stabbing the other girl and the cop right. came and shot her. Yeah. It was like, you know, they, uh, they did something then. They, they do something about certain domestic disputes. I mean, I get right. it. Like it's, you're, you know, that was, uh, you know, somebody was about to get stabbed and, and it was, you know, that was sure. a, that was a difference. You know, it's not somebody getting their TV stolen, but still right. like it's, uh, it, it is bothersome that like you think about the things that you do get, um, their engagement, you know, if you, if you think about it, like Twitter, you know, like certain tweets get engagement. Oh, Speeding yeah. is a tweet that will get you a lot of engagement. <laughs> Getting your shit stolen from you, not so much. They'll <laughs> try more for someone that's just publicly intoxicated just because right. that'll be an easy thing to do. Right. 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 I remember uh, one of my buddies, uh, he was 18 and was at college, and he was just walking around outside his dorm, and there's like a kind of small group of people. And they asked him for his ID, and he was dumb. And so he went back to his dorm mm. and then got his ID and then walked back out, and the cop said, you're under arrest, public intoxication. So they'll do stuff like that. And this is like a legit cop, not just a whatever as campus police. Like, you'd be like, oh, well, they didn't follow me. I guess I'll just leave the door closed now. Well, yeah, <laughs> man, that's what you should do. Just disappear. But Don't he just walked back. all the way back. He's like, yes, sir, officer right here. And he's like, you're arrested. <laughs> so oh, they'll man. do that. And that's, you know, case by case, different cop, yada, yada. But the state, they can just do that if they want. And then so, ignore stuff if they want to. And that's, yeah, so now you, you see why a lot of people are pissed right now. Right. Yeah. That's the uh, ultimate, like, Jägermeister face palm right there. It's like, uh, what were you thinking? I was yeah, was a, that was a $2,000 lesson or something like that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That hurts. So, guys, what? I think we have an anarch. What do you think? I think uh, we got an anarch. Uh, nah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Woo! For sure. <laughs> there, we are out. We're free. All right. Nice. <laughs> where did I go? I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Uh, you, I mean, uh, you, you. Yeah, you, I would consider myself up. one overall if you want to go down, but I can kind of adapt to wherever I'm at because, mm -hmm. you know, survival instincts. Mm -hmm. So, like, I've worked in uh, corporate sales. I'm not a ah. corporate salesman, but I can. <laughs> right, right. So, well, I think the the key here is that, and I I'll steal your thunder, Marcus, because I know you you're itching to to explain the difference between like an anarchist and an anarch. But like, we're oh. just you know, this is just the so an anarch is just like a, a self ruled person. Mm -hmm. They rule themselves, and that's it. Oh. You are the. Uh, you are the, that actually just makes sense. Everybody. You are the. Yeah, you are the king of your. What is it? What's the thing from Seinfeld? Uh, that you're the master of your domain. And that's it. That's, that's it. right. See, now that's one of those memes I was talking about. Like everybody knows. Well, everybody who watched Seinfeld knows what. Which is most uh, people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I what, only know no master. soup for you. 
Oh, see, and that's one. That's, that's one of those uh, when somebody just goes, "No soup for you." If they know that you don't even have to explain anymore beyond that, and everybody just gets exactly what you're talking about. But uh, yeah. no, the master of your domain was when they all had like a masturbation challenge, and uh, you had to. You don't remember <laughs> oh, that? It was like a you that, had to. Yeah, okay. You had to, you had to not now. do it. You had to not do it. They all put money in, and and then like okay. people were coming in, and Kramer <laughs> Kramer comes in like I mean like early on, he's just like I'm out. And he just throws his money on the table. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He was done. That's great. <laughs> couldn't he couldn't he couldn't hold off. Uh but yeah, master of your domain was like if you still hadn't done it yet, you were master of your domain. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So, so now so now that you're an anarchist, you can't ever you can't ever masturbate again. That's it. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Well, I'm in the club now. I guess that's it. <laughs> well, you're in good company. <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta handle it another way. <laughs> just think about it. dream catches you. One of those tantric uh, deals where you, where you just go, you just. just uh, yeah, I think it was like inside the, the Dow, right. like Taoist yeah. stuff, where they'll have like. I forgot in, there's like a in, science like dude or like something an like internal that. backwards orgasm or something like that. Yeah, Somebody I've heard about that. that. I'm telling yeah. you, dude, I'd be whipping it out at parties. If I could do that shit, if I could suck huh? up some shit with my dick. <laughs> I, no, I don't think it works like that. I don't think <laughs> no, it does. Like I don't think you have to be that would be great. What I can do? I'm going to drink some coke. Hold on. This show, this show went down a fucking. I'm sorry, everybody. It's all my fault. I brought up the bet from Seinfeld, and I fucking. I'm okay with it. You brought up your fault. This is what happens. This is why everybody's so afraid of anarchy because this is what happens. Anarchy. You're gonna start (laughs) drinking your own. Sketch said it's not a straw. What are you, an elephant? No, that's funny. Wait, wait, wait. I clicked on the wrong one. Shit. Uh, here we go. What are you, an elephant? Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. You ever seen an elephant with like a trunk like this long? On the- <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's great. That's hilarious. Oh, shit, man. Uh, so- uh, this is fun. Yeah. So Ken, it has been great having you. We're approaching our, our uh, ending time and uh, I appreciate you coming on. Um, is there anything you would like to plug? I do have uh, a couple of your links down below. I uh, pulled them off your Twitter. I've got your Twitter link and I've got your link of links. So your link tree. Oh, okay. And your website. Um, yeah. Uh, at damned history at Ken Thoreau on Twitter. Um, Kinthrow.com would be where you would find most of my stuff. Uh, right now, I'm trying to slowly build a website. So if you go to at Damned History on Twitter or Instagram, then you can go. I have a Substack where I'm actually just logging as much news as I can just gather throughout the day and then putting that out every morning at 6 a.m. Eastern mm-hmm. time. Yep. A lot of people actually came out and said that they really enjoy it. So it comes out. It comes out too early for me to see it come into my inbox. I'll say that much. Oh, really? When I wake really up, it's already there. <laughs> okay. Morning read. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's good shit. It's good shit. It's I, I like the way that you kind of um, kind of give like a little mini preface, but then it's just like right into the the meat. It's with the uh, with the links and everything. So. I just feel like it helps people with their memory because even if they don't look at everything, it just they can scan it 
Mm -hmm. And then because things are happening so quickly right now, just warp speed every day, there's new chaos. I want to have a resource to where you don't have like a bunch of stuff on a different page. You just literally have a log of everything I thought was relevant. And then you can scan it. And then a week later, you can look back like, what did happen on Monday? Okay. Right here. And then that's it. And then I can add stuff along the way. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Takes a little bit of time, but I actually, I feel like it's kind of important. So, and there's like daily event, uh, like podcasters. Like I found, I got uh, Monica Perez, the propaganda report. She mm-hmm. uh, actually, I sent it to her because I'm like, this is perfect for you guys because you guys already look at so much shit every single day. Right. right. That this would just help you double check. Maybe you didn't, or if there's something you missed or whatever. So no, that's a, that's actually a good market too. Like to be like a somewhat of an aggregator for. Oh yeah, for that's the target market. That's who yeah. I really want to pay attention yeah. to it, but yeah, regular people too that aren't podcasters yeah. or whatever. Right, I think right, right, find it useful. So yeah, I mean that's it's not it's not necessarily like how we go about our 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 stuff, but I think like when we don't have a guest, that's a that's a good um, mm-hmm. good way of kind of you know like like you said like all right, what, uh, what that I haven't been able to pay attention to has happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like, I got so much shit going on. It's, uh, like I, I literally sometimes walk onto this show, like, uh, still breathing from breathing heavy from walking up the stairs or something like that. Yeah. Running in from wherever I was. And I'm like, you know, just trying to get on air in time. I did get to take a shower. That was good. That's so, good. It's always nice. Those are love. Yeah. Those most definitely are love. It's all right. So, so what, yeah. what uh, what's is there anything else that you have like kind of planned for for your uh, immediate or or distant future with with this stuff that you see kind of coming down the horizon? Or are you? Well, I got another podcast that I'm uh, slowly gonna work on. This uh, okay. I'll you can actually follow it on Twitter if you want. We haven't really set up anything, but uh, this girl and I are gonna do a podcast. Her name's Zaynep, and okay. we're going to do a podcast. And we're just kind of going to let it fly. It's called Happy Six Hours. Okay. So look up Happy Six Hours Podcast on Twitter. That'll You can find that, and then that could actually keep you updated. And then my friend Giovanni and I are actually going to do – I don't know how long this one's going to last, but I red-pilled him. So we're going to do a ah. podcast explaining how I red-pilled how him and his went? process okay. through it. What's so the can, Happy like, Six articulate. Hours? What does that mean? What is that? Is there a – Well, there we something? were talking about doing a podcast, and then one day we ended up talking for like – five or six hours oh okay, okay. and I, she said you know we've been on the phone for five or six hours i'm like happy six hours and she's like that's a good podcast name i'm like yeah it's not bad and then just kind of that was it it's easy it's gonna be good for like our uh seo and everything so yeah yeah that's that's really cool no that yeah that is that actually is good like that's it's it's so crazy how like I don't know how that happened, how we got to the point where like putting numbers and shit and numbers of lists and shit in your name, mm-hmm. like somehow people want to read it more or it makes it show up higher on Google's rankings or yeah. whatever. But it fucking does. Like I, I'm watching it with the stuff we're doing with John Core, where it's like the the shit that has like 10 ways to do this is like, you know, it, it kicks the shit out of my shit. That's like, can you manipulate time? And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, time travel yeah. for idiots. Right. And then it's right. like five ways ten, to manipulate time. Right. Ten ways just, to cook your toast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I should have just done that. I should have done that, Nico. I should have said ten ways to manipulate time. I didn't have ten. Yeah. I, mean, I could have done like gotcha, bitch. I only got one. I could have done four. <laughs> no, my first title for that article was Make Time Your Bitch. 
and then like it's really it's a really like sappy sort of like love story about my relationship with time and and my and like the people I love around it and everything. Mm-hmm. And so like when we talked about it, they were like uh, like Jonesy and Rita and Brian were like, y'all, uh, I don't think this is a, a good title for what like it kind of flies in the face of what the article is actually about. And I was like, I know, but like I was not worried about that. I just wanted people to click <laughs> on it and read yeah. it, and then they would get the other stuff. So I don't know. I kind of want to go back and change the title back to what it used to be. But anyway, um, well, that's what, what does Brian always say? Just try it. Yeah, yeah. That's what his. That's what he told me at first. He's like, I was just kind of like, yeah, fuck it, go for it. You know, yeah. do your thing. But, um, but it's uh, it you know, it is what it is. Um, I, uh, I so you, two podcasts. So you went from like one to like none, and then mm-hmm. back to now. You're gonna now you're gonna be doing two. I, I will say this. Doing a podcast with other people always helps. Yes, because then it's not all on you. It's not well, all on and the, you. yeah, and this girl, like, this girl. I mean, she's a writer, so she knows mm. timetables and how to. Mm-hmm. No, we're doing this and this, this, this. Like very structured. Oh, right. I'm very ADHD, so <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, it's. I don't blame. You. I have more it's structure fun. now, but mm. yeah, or Gemini, if you want to say that's a part of it too. Like I'm just kind of a. I go with the flow a lot. When were you so, born? Yeah, Nico's a Gemini too. I was about to oh, say. Oh, yeah, yeah, I am a Gemini. Yeah. When, uh, what month and now? What day? Uh, May thirtieth. May thirtieth. That's my sister's birthday. Okay. Oh, nice. I know a lot of people that birthday actually, like mm-hmm. six people. Hmm. I don't know why it's so uh, common, but. When are you again, Nico? I'm June twentieth. June something. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, you're right there. Yeah, yeah uh, I I'm confusing. Thank you, God. <laughs> Super confusing. <laughs> All right, guys. So, Marcus has to piss. I do have to piss. That's that's what Marcus is telling us. Marcus has to piss really, really bad. Marcus, he's like, "All right, goddamn it, shut the fuck up, <laughs> Marcus." Hold on, wait. I got hey. you, Marcus. Thank you, guys. Yeah, First man. time I've ever been live on anything, so this was, is yeah, this was great. This was I great. really we, appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate you for coming on, and uh, and I hope you enjoyed yourself as much as uh, as much as we and our audience in, enjoyed uh, this thing. And I I thank everybody for coming. Don't forget, like, share, subscribe, um, hit the Patreon. Go. All these links are in the description below. Um, down the, yeah, yeah, down there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, that mirror Sorry. camera is a bitch, ain't it? Um, but yeah, all that stuff's down there. Join our Patreon. Uh, join at the five dollar level so you can get in the in the Anarch chat, or join at the twenty dollar level so you can be like Saul G and be like a, a real gangster with it. Be an Anarch. Stop god. grifting, guys. Come on. Yes, that's right. Stop grifting. Get in on the fun. And uh, what's the other thing? Oh, go to the Teespring store. It's also in the description. Um, you can buy some awesome merch. We have our Make Anarchy Great Again uh, hoodies and T-shirts, and we have our Make uh, America Rebel Again hoodies and t-shirts as well so i'm looking forward to getting myself the one with murray rothbard and uh emma goldman on it, it says fuck the state fuck the that state. is my yeah, yeah that's my next simple purchase. to the point yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful right, right. but then I, but i but I, I my response was but i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> you should yeah. have that on the back issue yeah, right, right, yeah. Right, right. No, that's, that's a good idea, idea. that's a good yeah. idea yeah, i can make that happen <laughs> I'll do another one with like another it. couple anarchists. <laughs> All right. With that, Marcus sent us home. Stay free, my friends. <laughs>